التقسيم is the genre of solo instrumental improvisation in Arabic music. For the instrumentalist, Taqseem is supremely important as it is perhaps the main genre through which he demonstrates his creative abilities. Hello everyone, my name is Nizar Ruhana. I'm a Palestinian oud player and composer and I'm happy to take you on a journey into the world of oud improvisation. as it is pronounced in Arabic, has been the central instrument in Arabic music throughout history. For example, the most prominent composers of Arabic music in the 20th century were oud players. To whom of you who are not so familiar with the instrument, the oud is a pear-shaped instrument with a short neck. It looks fairly similar to the European lute, except the oud is fretless, mostly has six or seven strings, and it is played with a plectrum. The cliché says that Daoud has historical ties with the lute, but this could be a topic of a separate podcast. two types of taqseem in Arabic music. What you hear in the background is actually a type of improvisation called taqseem ala al-wahda or taqseem iqa'i, literally meaning a rhythmic or metric taqseem. In this type, the instrumentalist improvises upon a rhythmic cycle and he is mostly accompanied by a percussionist. We are now listening to the sounds of the great oud player Simon Shaheen. common and the most practiced type of improvisation is what we call taqseem mursal or taqseem hur, literally meaning a free improvisation. In this type, the performer is basically free of any rhythmic limitations or preconceived meter. This podcast will focus on this type. Now, it is generally believed that taqseem evolved from improvised vocal music, particularly a practice that we call tarjama or literally translation. To give you an idea of this practice, let us listen to a mawal or a vocal improvisation by Saleh Abdul Hay. Saleh Abdul Hay was a famous Egyptian singer during the first half of the 20th century. The singer is accompanied by a qanun, that is a zither-like instrument. Now the qanun improvises in the beginning and between the vocal lines, but the tarjama happens when the singer is improvising 
there the qanun basically tries to follow or imitate what the singer is doing music tradition, no improvisation is actually built from scratch. The performer actually improvises on some given music materials and follows certain stylistic norms. Now, large part of this material is kind of imposed by the maqam, that is basically the system of melodic modes. I feel that it is maybe necessary to give you some knowledge about maqam or maybe try and explain how actually a maqam unfolds or develops in an improvisation. Now, the most basic definition of a maqam is a scale of eight notes. For example, theoretically, the intervallic structure of maqam nahawant is similar to the western minor scale. Here are a few scale variations of this maqam. The maqam imposes a general melodic course and for each maqam we usually find a common practice in regards to aspects such as modulations, accidental notes or even brief melodic patterns. I will play you now a taqsim in maqam nahawand with a basic melodic progression. While listening try to imagine the course of the melody in the shape of an arc. 
the melody gradually ascends from the low register or the main octave of the maqam to the higher register. In every part or section, it is very common to refer to or to go back and finish on the root tone or on the first tone of the maqam. You can imagine that every performer develops his style or his own melodic rhythmic vocabulary in Taqsim. And I think that the greatest players or improvisers not only were masters of the maqam system, for example, but it is also in the temporal aspect of their practice where we find a major part of their creativity or their individual expression. We'll continue our journey with three of the greatest oud players in the 20th century, these players are some of my personal oud heroes, and their music and improvisation definitely influenced my improvisation and my playing in general. Now, presenting the taksims of these artists also means touching very briefly upon the evolution of the genre. We'll basically listen how these players improvise in Maqam Nahwand, but we'll focus on aspects of time or aspects of temporality and rhythmicality in these recordings.
We'll begin with the Egyptian Muhammad Al-Qasabji. Besides being a great oud player, Qasabji was one of the most celebrated composers and one of the pillars of modern Arabic music. This great master recorded many taksims during the 1920s. Of course, these recordings were made with the early disc recording technology, so all of these taksims last about three minutes. And I think it is quite fascinating how Qasabji managed to adapt his taksim practice to be squeezed in three minutes. I think in almost every one of these recordings, he actually created a masterpiece. So let's listen to a taksim in Maqam Nahawand. You'll notice here that the Maqam develops quite fast. But for me, these three minutes show the Ud Taksim in its most lively or even vivid rhythmic manifestation. You can imagine many parts of this piece as looking at a mosaic made of short and very clear rhythmic patterns. Thank you. 
I think it is interesting to have a kind of a microscopic look at small fragments of this piece. It is like imagining or talking about melodies that are made of successive measures of mixed meter or sometimes even regular meter. You will notice that the variations of five rhythmic pattern are quite common. We can hear this very clearly in the opening phrase. This phrase begins with repeating nine times the pattern of five. The next fragment is condensed with rhythmic patterns. We find here variations of three or three sixteen notes, variations of five sixteen notes, and the patterns of three and four eight notes. Now, if I take this fragment a bit slowly, rhythmically its first bit sounds like this. And the fragment continues like this. These patterns are actually common elements in Qasabji's rhythmic fabric, and the rhythmic pattern is maybe an important element that we can try and notice when we hear different players. I would like to play another audio from Qasabji, or at least part of it, this one is a taqseem in Maqam Bayati. In general, there is a kind of a percussive quality to Qasabji's taqseems, and we can actually hear this very clearly in this audio. This has pretty much to do with the intensity of the drones or the pedal tones. Notice how many phrases or short fragments begin with one of the two lower strings. Very briefly in the beginning, we can hear a repeated rhythmic pattern which even sounds a bit groovy. next artist is the Egyptian Riyadh Sonbati. Like Qasabji, Sonbati was a great composer and he was also an excellent singer. In the 70s, Sonbati recorded a group of taqseems that are highly appreciated and even considered a major reference for the practice of maqam. One obvious quality I think about these recordings 
is using significant metric melodies or significant fragments of meter. And, and I think that these melodies are in the spirit of Sonbati's instrumental compositions. These melodies tend to be quite sequential and they mostly follow simple meters. So let's listen to Taksim and Makam Nahwand, but I will play this audio in separate parts. And imagine these parts as different scenes or parts with different atmospheres. We find here a wide range of temporal elements, I would say, that help creating these scenes. In the first part, we clearly hear the strong influence of Sonbati's instrumental composition. At times you will hear sequential melodies that are based on two or four beats. I find it very beautiful and highly artistic how Sunbati manages to move between, say, non-metric and metric melodic lines. Also notice how Sunbati uses the element of pause or rest to keep the listener on alert. vocal influence. It is like we are hearing Sonbati the singer but through his oud or through his instrument. Now pitch wise there is a modulation and with this modulation comes a clear change in the temporality. The tempo is suddenly slower and the pulse is kind of flexible 
something similar to tempo rubato. Also, the melody is very ornamented or embellished. These elements make the rhythmicality or the metricity a bit more loose. section we are in the high register of the maqam and the intervallic structure of the melody here generates kind of instability now on the temporal level notice a kind of an inviting rhythmic change we suddenly hear a bit of a spacey phrasing and we hear slow triplets it is like Sunbati wants to get our attention and point out at a brief dramatic climax to a more familiar sound worldwide. We are listening now to an improvisation in Maqam Nahwand by the Iraqi Munir Bashir. Thank you. 
It is almost impossible to talk about the oud or the oud improvisation without mentioning Munir Bashir. He was perhaps the most influential Arabic oud player in the 20th century. In the 70s, Bashir started a long career of performing solo concerts where improvisations dominated his repertoire. He became very famous in the Western world and in Europe in particular, and his career played a significant role in transforming the oud into a global actor. during the 70s, Bashir says, I believe that the Orientals in general and the Arabs in particular are spiritually inclined people, not to mention that it was in the Orient that the great religious systems originated. My improvisations, while being truly traditional, bear a spiritual and meditative connotation which creates a mood which responds to the demands and expectations of the contemporary listener. Then there are other innovations which concerns the technical aspect of playing the wood, a certain brilliancy of style. No doubt, Bashir's improvisations tend to reflect a meditative or a spiritual atmosphere. These improvisations are typically long and they could go for more than half an hour. We can hear a lot of space. Notice how Bashir stays in the main mode or maqam for almost the entire piece. Most of the phrases are short and we hear many pauses. As a result, we perceive interrupted periods of pulse. The tempo is mostly slow and has a lot of flexibility. And in general, the piece sounds continuous with almost no apparent gaps between one part and the next.
Bashir uses some untypical elements for the genre. One obvious element is the dynamics. Also notice how the pedal tones are economically used and are actually produced very softly. He does that by using his, his thumb and not the plectrum. And clearly it was also important for Bashir to demonstrate his virtuosity through his improvisations. So in the midst of all the space, we often find a burst of a fast scale-like passages or phrases that show his technical abilities. An interesting development in the art of taksim or improvisation was that players like Munir Bashir and few other oud players managed to reproduce the same exact improvisation, maybe sometimes with small variations in different concerts or different recordings. This idea of reproducing or crystallizing an improvisation, or to say it differently, the idea of an improvisation that becomes fixed or precomposed, attracted me since the start of my performing career. Few years ago, I decided to take this practice one step further and develop a model of composition that is based on Taksim. I have been developing this model in the context of the artistic research program Docatis in the Academy of Creative and Performing Arts in Leiden University. I composed few pieces after some research that I did on the Taksims of Muhammad al-Qasabji and Riyadh al-Sunbati. And the process of creating each piece is very complex, but to describe it very briefly, each piece or composition starts as an improvisation. From the improvisation, I choose or extract some music materials that I like and I find workable. These materials undergo a long process of reproduction, re-improvisation and development until I arrive at the final version that I am content with. As you can imagine, this way of developing a composition is very detailed 
And I have been carefully working on or crafting the temporal aspect of these compositions. Let us now listen to the composition Mufradat Nahwand. The title of this piece stands for Nahwand Vocabulary. And in this piece, I basically try to demonstrate a melodic rhythmic vocabulary which I develop or I often use when I'm improvising in Maqam Nahwand. I would like to draw your attention here to a gradual buildup in the structure towards a dense climax. And on the temporal layer, try to listen how this is supported with a kind of a flowing rhythmicality or metricity. The melody constantly changes or interchanges between mixed meter and regular meter between different rhythmic patterns or between different melodic sequences with different rhythmic structures.
I would like to conclude this podcast by saying that I see this process of creating pieces based on Taksim as a dialogue between the two activities of improvisation and composition, two activities that are often seen as opposing activities. One thing that I can say for sure is that the process of creating these pieces and especially being aware of and implementing the different elements of time and temporality has definitely improved my improvising skills in life contexts. Thank you all for joining me in this podcast and a big thank you for Gaudiamus Music for giving me this wonderful opportunity to share some of my favorite Oud music and to share with you some of my own music. I hope you have enjoyed it and thank you all for listening.